Live from an undisclosed location, ladies and gentlemen, this is the most dangerous podcast in the world. We are back for another episode, The Griots. I'm your host, Evie Ivory, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. X. What do you do, bro? Yes, sir. What's up? What's up? This is The Griot. We're back. We're back again. You know what it is. Yeah, man. Um, how's, how's your week? How you been? Busy working. Uh, as you all know, I work for Tesla, so that's the thing I'm gonna say all the time. I'm busy working because <laughs> gotta make those numbers. If you haven't heard, yeah, we are overworked. Man, this man is wilding on Twitter. Man, is, is that market manipulation? You'll say like he knows. I'm sure he knows that every time he tweets something, it's gonna go up. So I'm sure he's like. Shorting the stocks or, or, or putting the money on the back end, then 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 reaching to the tweet. <laughs> he's just a smart person, I would say. So if you know Elon, he's always been like a free thinker, and he's mm-hmm. always about free thinking and doing what you feel and stuff like that. So I feel like he just tries to be on the side of the people. He's noticing that okay, the stocks market right now. If you just go get into that stuff, yep, the sides are turning. Yeah, it's been stupid crazy, and uh, you know. Uh, people are revolting against the hedge funds, but uh, the hedge funds basically to be a, uh, to say to say the least, or to say you know to 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 get straight to the point, people are yeah. because, uh It's like little people versus big money type of stuff, and uh, <laughs> no, for real. And uh, Elon is kind of the guy that will be like on the little people side because he just knows this is about you know, uh, yes, yeah, about, about the people, the people then. Operations and all that. So yeah, agree, man. This whole this whole Robin Hood <coughs> thing has been it's been pretty crazy to see. Um, I feel like the the silver lining, the good things that have come out of it is like a renewed interest in stocks. Like people now, everybody just kind of knows that trading is a thing and that you can make money. And yeah. um, you know, it's just good to have to see people seeing beyond you know um, awesome. nine to five or forex or or. or, or other scams that are out there like, at least and, at least the stock market is legit way to make money you know and the thing is also like um you gotta know the stock market is not for everybody like mm, that's true it's been a, it's been a lot of it's been a lot of like yeah. unsophisticated traders like newbies uh, yeah i understand the wave the new wave because like for the last two weeks bro everywhere i went work home <laughs> Group chats, internet, everywhere was like, it was like stocks. <laughs> hey, you heard about GameStop? You heard about AMC? Hey, stocks, you trading? <laughs> hey, trading? Hey, what stocks are we buying? What stocks are we selling? What are we shorting? What that, so that like, Dogecoin, though. You're yeah. like, what? What is Dogecoin? Dogecoin? Like, Hold on. Bro, bro, y'all moving too fast. <laughs> Am I missing on some shit? Like, like, should right. I be making money right now? Right. So you can't, I can't even concentrate at work. Like, I'm trying to work, fix cars. Somebody's like, oh, yeah, yeah, Dogecoin just went up. Like, bro, I really, I don't know, bro. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's been crazy. Be careful so out there. It's not for everybody. You will 
there's a lot of money to be made. Don't get me wrong, but there's also the money that is made comes from somewhere. Let me tell you <laughs> yeah. that. So there's also a lot of money to be lost. A lot right. of people are gonna do not go uh, borrow money to invest in stocks. Yeah. I don't think that's a good idea. Do not put your life savings in stocks. Yeah. I mean, unless you like a gambler, if it's your money, then yeah, go do whatever. But don't in, don't put yourself in debt. Uh, hoping to make money back in the stock market because it's just bets. Yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, I'm glad you said gambling because you know I'm not I'm not gonna say it's gambling because there's some pretty smart people out there, but it is, it, it is pretty close when you look at the odds, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's smart gambling. You can only get so much information, but when it comes to stock market and all that, you know, anything can happen, yeah. right? And uh, those shares, AMC and GameStop, is the proof of that, right? Uh, a few months ago, some if you told anybody that oh yeah, GameStop's uh, they, GameStop's stocks were gonna you know skyrocket the way they did, nobody will believe you, right? Because yeah. the what stock do you market think about, goes a certain way. Let me ask you this now. Um, in the wake of what happened, we've seen uh, Robinhood and, and, and a, a handful of other platforms where you can trade, where they're sort of kind of, I guess, limited um, the ability to buy certain stocks um, because it was becoming, I guess, impossible. People were just buying, buying, and they felt like it was sort of market manipulation. And, you know, it, it wasn't, people were making an informed decision. People were about to lose money and they wanted to kind of sort of to protect their users. At least that's what they say. Um, revolted. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I was personally revolted that they're halted trading on certain stocks when their whole, the whole persona, the whole branding is centered around, um, you know, giving democratizing trading, giving power to the people. Um, people are bound to do some mistakes. And, uh, yeah, I, I felt like that was a foul move. We're not, we're not doing the, the biggest cap of the week anymore, but I would have, I would have given you all that. Um, uh, I mean, I've, I've, I've personally, I'm like, I, I'm not like a trader, so I really don't care. But I feel like people, that is something that is really not surprising, right? Because... Mm-hmm. The stock market is is a market, but it's still controlled by some people. Cause mm-hmm. yeah, to that's a, just the reality of it. And if you try to, you know, uh, how can I say that disturb the balance of things, then you're gonna see exactly what monster hides in the water, or you know, <laughs> that type of yeah. stuff. Because that that really is a monster. Let me say these two things before we move on, because it's Black History Month that we got bigger things to talk about but <clears throat> not only they make money from selling you know how facebook sell people's information Robinhood makes money from selling traders information so what they do is they sell regular people's trading data to the hedge funds yeah. so that they can kind of know in, in you know before the day start before like y'all can start at 6 a.m they can start at like 4 or 5 a.m so they can kind of know where to better invest their money so they're yeah. kind of already doing that and two uh, one of the biggest like group that invested in in Robinhood as a company is it one of the hedge fund that had like hella hella stuff in GameStop. So it kind of exactly. looked like a loser. It's like so y'all y'all it's messed not, up, man. You just gotta know that that's how things work on Wall Street. Uh, the stocks market is driven by some certain pillars, right? Maybe mm-hmm. hedge funds or like you know other funds or stuff like that, but. It's, it's driven by some pillars. And like I said, when you disturb the water, disturb the flow of things,
it you're going to see what actually goes on behind the curtain like those people might now stand out and show the real power or like the real thing that what is really happening that's you guys just see like a glimpse of reality because you hear you're making money you think oh yeah, yeah it's a free market and it's this i'm making money and that but it's really not there's other people that are making the real yeah, decisions and yeah those are the people that you know uh yeah only show themselves when you disturb the balance like i said so let's get into power to the people though yeah shout out to wall street bets (laughs) but yeah like like you said let's get to back history month um if you don't know it's february um and february in the united states of america is black history month for all of our international listeners um basically a month that was in store to commemorate um the history of um black american uh, the excellence um, um um the pain um all all that good stuff and here at the griots um because we are about you know perpetuating the the, the tradition of of africans in general wherever they are i uh, wanted to highlight some of our favorite um characters throughout the month uh, and uh people that we thought was interesting and marked black history i guess that's what we're doing right <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, we, we are going to start by talking about that. We thought it would be nice to highlight some people that are like, people might ha- not have heard about that are not that famous, that are that yeah. also black, African. And uh, yeah, like you said, Black History Month is about the history of black people, mostly in the United States. And uh, whatever it been, history, culture, our awesomeness, our magic, our uh, everything black, you know, the beauty of being black and uh, also the pain of it and the realities of it. And uh, yeah, celebrates. Um, yeah, it's a celebration. And if you're, if, you, if, you, if you're somebody from, you know, I, I preface that because if you're somebody from um, Africa, obviously that may seem weird to you. You might be like, every, 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 every day is black. It's, yeah. it's, every month yes. is Black History Month. But yeah, if you take the context here, um, it, it sort of makes sense. So mine, my my personal pick was, um, of course, also I mean, never mind. My personal pick <laughs> is uh, actually you go first. Uh, man, I thought you were going first. It's really mine. But anyways, I can still go. I can still go. I can still go. I can still go. All right, for sure. You got it. So my personal pick. Um, is somebody that I think um, exemplify um, what it is to be like a true, like almost like macho African man, like a, a true conqueror. You know what I mean? Um, think Alexander the Great. Think Julius Caesar. Um, so the year is, is towards the, the end of the 19th century in West Africa, um, precisely around Guinea and Mali. And... Um, the French colonial forces um, are taking over West Africa, basically. Um, this is like full-fledged colonial war going on on the continent. And, you know, they're getting to this region where they're threatening this, this, this small part of West Africa. And this guy um, first gathers his army and goes confronts the French um, at the border of the, of the Mali River. And he's, he's able to push them back. But what really sets these guys apart from other people that fought his, um, 
his, his strategic intelligence because during that first encounter, he's able to really just check them out, like feel the vibe, look at the artillery, look how organized they are, look how they attack only in like Cologne and things like that. And almost like replicates these 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 tactic um taking advantage of the terrain um knowing that they're not very well um, familiar with what's going on like it, it's real out there you know it's like it's like the jungle so um guerrilla warfare like this is how this guy is um not only using that but also incorporating that with the the the, the french the enemy's own tactic buying um guns and sometimes weaponry uh, from the from from the British, from others, so making other alliances with other colonial empire, because you know it's also a race, like on you know between the British and the French, who's gonna be who's gonna have the most land, blah blah blah. Um, so um, just very like like just like a keen strategic baller. I'm talking about my man Samori Toure, um, like yeah. true true icon. If you're thinking about resistance in Africa, um, somebody that really. Um, when the oppressor came, you know, some people collaborated, somebody that really stood up um, and, and gave, gave people a hard time, although he was ultimately defeated. Um, yeah, that's a name you can, you can sort of keep in your pocket. I'm only to eight, man. Who you got? Uh, I got this amazing cause. So I feel like every time we talk of recognition, people that get looked over a bit are women. So hmm. speak uh, on it. Yeah. So uh, in the spirit of that, I found this uh, amazing queen. Now, like, there's not so many of them, but then mm. uh, I found this amazing queen that's from Ghana, and uh, she was a journalist, mm. uh, mostly described back in the days as a trailblazing, you know, feminist. Imagine... Okay. Um, <laughs> like a modern day... <laughs> yeah, imagine, like, in, in Africa back in the early 1900s where... Even today in Africa, uh, machism is still a huge thing. People mm, believe women yeah. belong in the in the uh, kitchen. Yeah, it's a, it's a patriarchal and, society. Yeah, yeah. and uh, when it comes to like education, for example, a men's education will always be put before uh, a woman's if they have yeah. to. Just, like, the literacy rate, yeah. Um, so the, the earning rates are, are definitely not in favor of women. And I'm talking about right now. So picture back in the early 1900s. <clears throat> 1995, she was a journalist, right? Political activist, creative writer, Mm. one of the earliest women in West Africa to work in any of those fields, to be honest. And uh, yeah, just to just to be uh, just to be quick about it, she 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 worked as a writer uh, and uh, editor for various, you know, liberated, uh, you know how can I say that, liberation-minded newspapers, because this was a time of colonialism and uh, stuff like that in Africa where white people were trying to take over. Uh, yeah. They weren't. They actually took over our countries. They weren't trying to. Took over our, our uh, you know, our lands and stuff like that and exploiting us. So she was, um, she was an activist, very well-spoken, and part of uh, a very well-known man, Kwame Nkrumah's uh, mm. political party. Okay. Right, so she she also uh, founded, I think, uh, uh, she she founded the women's wing of the party, and oh, wow. uh, yeah, a market woman while crisscrossing. So basically, she was. I'm reading as I'm reading more as I'm talking right now. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, so basically she She's basically she, like Tamika Tamika Mallory. 
Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, way, Some, way back. Something Maya like, Angelou. But more like, yeah, so I'm not, I respect Queen Tamika Murray. I love her so much. But this woman was in a, in a, in a place where women, be, you know, it's strongly believed that women mm. belong in the kitchen. Not a lot of yeah, women yeah. were even educated, uh, let alone educated to her level. And talk about yeah. you know, leading uh, other women and fighting for women's rights and uh, women's yeah, rights to major. vote and, uh, yeah, you know, major. just fighting uh, the British uh, occupation of her country. And she was very outspoken. I wish you guys can go read about her. She's a wonderful queen. Uh, her name again, yeah. Mabel Dove Dankwa. That was, mm. uh, I'll, I'll read it in African. Mabel Dove Dankwa, that would be her name. And, uh, and yeah. I love I love how you say trailblazing because the the whole the whole thing about trailblazing is that her role really led to just the emancipation of women in Africa as a whole. Yeah, exactly. Right. She was one of the first women back in like uh, I think she, she lived from nineteen oh five to uh, I think nineteen uh, nineteen eighty four. So that was like still way early back in the day and. She yeah, was man. one of the first people to contribute to the independence of her country. So, uh, I believe that's that's amazing because I feel like those queens, those queens are not sung about enough. And when they are, most of the time, they sung about as like uh, companions to other men, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, assistants, yeah. Um, like who for them? This lady that's on my mind right now. Oh my God, Nelson Mandela's wife, Winnie. Right, Winnie Mandela, when, yeah. yeah. When you hear about her, you think about her as, like I just said, that like, you know, Nelson Mandela's wife, but she was more yeah. than that, right? Yeah. She was an activist, she led, you know, activist groups, she, she led yeah, you know, people right. and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I just feel like there's a double standard when it comes to, you know, women and the work that they've done in the history, black women, especially. Uh, that's mm-hmm. what we're talking about, black women. I, I feel like, you know, they are, they're so often forgotten. So, uh, yeah. Mabel Dove Dunkwa, very inspiring. Dove Dunkwa, queen. Yes, sir. And uh, I mean, talking about double standard, uh, one of the things that we were talking about earlier, um, what was it? We had a discussion earlier about, uh, it's escaping me at the moment. Um, well, uh, I mean, we talk about a lot of things. Do you mean uh, the discussion about what, slavery or... Oh yeah, like we were talking about Black History Month, and we're like trying to get to some of those um, key uh, questions uh, yeah. that always come up when, when between like principally African and African American, and yeah. um, those uncomfortable discussions that we we yeah tried not to have and stuff like that. yeah, that's what we were talking about, and see you know the history. And we thought, and we just like, thought it was it was an interesting question. Yeah, questions like uh, why Go ahead. why did we capture and sell our own people to slavery and stuff yeah, like that, right? Yeah, that is a especially in times like this as we're trying to come together. Like yeah. we, we we realized even us we had sort of like a vague idea of, of what, what happened really happened. As we said in a previous episode, winners write history, and we weren't the winners of you know this story particularly. So. We don't even know mm-hmm. how, how the whole thing went, but all we yeah. can have is an idea. We try to like gather information from here and there, piece things together uh, from our educations, yeah. from the internet. 
I feel like it's a question that needs to be answered, a discussion that needs to be had. But there's a lot of... Mm. Uh, it's all about context when it comes to this, I believe, from what we've talked about and the research that we've done. I believe the whole mm-hmm. thing is about context, right? So if I'm, if, if I'm going to get into it or if you want to say something about it first, I don't know. Um... Uh, get get into it. Get into yeah. it. What, what's your first thought? Let's just get right into it, man. Yeah. So well, since we were talking about it, you know, started thinking like, what happened? Why would you sell somebody, especially knowing the history of what black people went through in America, right? So you understand. You like ask yourself, why would I sell my own brother or like capture my own brother? And, you know, sell them to something yeah. like that. Because the whole, is- the whole, the whole, the whole main narrative is that it's, it was a trade, right? It's mm-hmm. a slave trade. So it's Native Africans who sells, um, basically slaves um, yeah. to the colonial forces, so they can work as slaves yeah, in America. They were, and they were like, uh, you know, that's what the basic history tells you that we created slaves and all that. But uh, like I said, there's a lot of context to it. If you do real research, you'll understand. I still would really love to find uh, the story told by the point of view of Africans from then or something like that. But there's been some people, some historians that have spoken about it. There's a lot of disagreement mm-hmm. here and there. But the reality of it is it was a trade that was going on all over the world, right? As Europeans seek to... Um, the, the sought as they sought to uh, grow their 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 government their business and, it was globalization yeah. so, it's like commerce is increased you should trade resources you start trading exactly. people exactly so as Europeans were, were 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 trying all trying and basically in Europe at that time every country every kingdom was trying to like you know become the leader or like become the greatest so as all those kingdoms sought to develop themselves and the their lands and their and things like that. They needed workers, right? And as they started setting up colonies in places like the in Americas, different areas of the world, yeah, yeah. and uh, uh, colonies in different areas of the world, they needed people to work in plantations and uh, stuff like that. And at mm-hmm. that time, that was that was like the 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 the, the thing, the ongoing thing, trading people, right? It wasn't slaves back then. Like I mean, it was. You can war, it was that. war prisoners. Yeah, so um, for when like, it comes to Africa, that's what it was, right? It was people, it wasn't like we went out of a way to capture people to sell to the trade, like, you know, history would tell you. It was more like during that time in Africa, there was, uh, it was empires and kingdoms and stuff like that. And those kingdoms uh, went to war to, you know, expand just like yeah, Just Alexander like in the medieval the time here. Yeah, just like every everywhere in the world that time, Genghis Khan, everybody else. Uh, I mean, it wasn't the same period of time, but just like in history at that time. And, Africa, and, 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 and not to cut you off, but that's what we're talking yeah. about context, because while the people here were maybe a little more advanced in their society, things in, in on the African continent were a lot different. We, we yeah. didn't have the same sort of technology or, 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 or things like uh, I guess you could say a little backwards in a bit, although I would say it's still different, not necessarily backwards, I would argue. Yeah. But, yeah, keep going. I mean, uh, yeah, like you said, not necessarily backwards, but it was like we were we were on an, uh, on our own time, doing our own thing basically back then. And he was empires and rich kings and, you know, wealthy kings, very wealthy people, leaders and stuff like that. Yeah. 
continent was thriving, but it was thriving on things like, uh, uh, you know, there was empires and they would go to war. <laughs> Some slavery too, land. I guess. That's, yeah. yeah. I mean, it wasn't yeah. slavery per se, but it was like, you know, we go to war. Uh, you're never king. I have my. It wasn't based on race. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I was going to get to. So it was more like, I have my kingdom, you have yours. And uh, I'm trying to expand mine to become an empire. I want more land, more power. So I take over yours or we go to war. And uh, after the war, whoever loses, the party that loses, the others are taken as prisoners of war, which was a common thing back then. And those prisoners of war end up like, you know, working for the other uh, kingdom. Right. Yeah. Nah. Or, or it, will, it will also be like political opo- political opposants or yeah. people that owe money and shit like that. Yeah, all kinds of stuff, right? So he was he he, he was he was like mostly war prisoners that were being uh, traded, and it wasn't based on skin color. It wasn't based on race. And actually, the first uh, Africans to arrive in the Americas arrived as a. As contractors, I believe not not as, as contractors, but they arrived on the same basis as uh, European contractors that were looking for work or people that uh, were working to pay off a debt or stuff like that, or were on lo- that had loan money and were working to pay off the loan. So they were basically just there to work. It wasn't until later on that uh, the racial thing kicked in when I guess we they started seeing Africans are more more resistant and uh, you know more uh, yeah. stronger and healthier and and, uh, and and they were different it was easier to treat them you know like shit yeah so we were more uh, prone to work so it was like okay yeah and we were seen as you know like not even being, human at some yeah point. started being seen as merchant merchandise and uh you know just working units and stuff like yeah that. And, and it's worth saying and, also that we did not because when we say like, oh, we send you know all the the, the prisoners, the political opponent, yeah, whatever. We're, we're not saying that we sent like, like like people that are in the U.S. because are descendants of just prisoners and political opponent. Like, like like that's not what we're saying. That's not that doesn't justify what happened to these people. And there is you know I think a, a part of responsibility too as Africans that we kind of see um, how things unfolded. You know like there there's. There's people who collaborated, like you say, who did some trade that I guess we're not necessarily proud of. Yeah. So obviously, at this point, we don't want to sound like we're defending ourselves as Africans, but this is just providing uh, context to that story because I believe like exactly. everywhere you read, you just read that, yeah, Africans sold their, their own people to slavery, but that's not what it was. It was uh, a trade that was going on between you know diff- several parts of uh, the world. And um, for other and Africans, the situation went out of control. Yeah, for Even African left. leaders, for African leaders, he was more like, okay, I'm a, I'm a king, and I have this kingdom, and there's these foreigners that are giving me things that could get me ahead of other kingdoms, right? They're offering me guns, they're offering me drinks, they're offering me mirrors and stuff that nobody's seen me seen before, and what strategies? Yeah, and, stuff and all like that shit. That. The, the funny thing is. A lot of that shit is worthless <laughs> compared to, like, back, you know, like... Back a, then, it wasn't a, worthless. A right? Back then, it wasn't worthless. It, it was more I, I like, guess what I'm saying is, it's almost like... I guess what I'm saying is, it's almost like smoke and mirror, right? It's like, if I know that... Um, like, a stupid example, like, if I know that, um, 
you never been to the US and 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 and, and I want to barter something and I give you like a mac chicken. I know here mac chicken is not really worth it, but I know to you it might be worth a lot. So it's the same thing with the mirror. You you sell it to someone when it's kind of like, oh my God, you can see yourself, but you really you know that you're just screwing this person over. They don't know no better. This is not so, a fair trade. And like I said, it's not necessarily even that. It's like, as an emperor, you wanted things that, these people had things that put you ahead of other, other, um, other empires or other kingdoms, like guns and gunpowder, which was things mm, that yeah. Africans did not have. So they're offering you ways to expand your empire. And in return, they just wanted, they wanted people to work on their plantations, which was something that we had. Which, I mean, which was things that, you know, those leaders had at the time. Yeah, right? yeah. Like I said, prisoners of war. So they were like, okay, I'll give you some prisoners of war if you give me this gunpowder that's going to help me ex- take over the next empire. And then you can come back. I mean, that wasn't great thinking right but yeah because I'm, you can see how things get out of control it's like yeah. if you're if you're if you're yeah you 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 you're if the guy keeps coming back and now you run out of prisoner you start just giving away people yeah now <laughs> now you because uh after a while demanding increased right the yeah more, the more america the americas started to to thrive the more people they needed to work and the more you know slave traders needed slaves and stuff like that so uh africans seen that as their only um as their best source of revenue i would say started yeah. scrambling ways to uh find ways to uh get people to fulfill the orders which was which is a sad thing so at the end of the day there's a lot of things that went into this there's a lot of context to it it was yeah. also uh leaders trying to be ahead not thinking, not knowing where... They, yeah, not before you know, thinking. Yeah, yeah, and also not knowing where people were going. It's like, yeah. okay, they tell you... Even the people oh, didn't know themselves yeah. where they were going. Yeah, it's like they tell you, so, uh, we're going to, you know, these people are going to work on plantations. Like, all right, they're doing the same thing here. So yeah. take them. And instead, once together, they start, they, they've been treat, treated based on their race. Right, yeah, it was and not a thing in Africa. It was based like that's what I'm trying to say. In Africa, those people were not sent away because they were less, or because they were better, or because they were, yeah. uh, you know, or anything else. It was just circumstances. They were captured, or yeah. I mean, we still we still live at home and go to come here today, right? It's just that doesn't mean you should be treated less than a person. Yeah, so it's like. Africans, no African in their right mind is going to capture another African and sell them to slavery, knowing what that was. And even till now, uh, we still, how can I say, the story is still not full, right? That's what we know yeah. from piecing, from uh, putting together pieces of history that have been given us by the same people that put us into this predicament in the first place. So, yeah, that's funny. I was saying that because. You and I realize that most of things that we know is things that we got from our education, uh, which is mostly, uh, you know, derived from French textbooks or American textbooks, um, or even if even in our even in our own local schools. So it's like Definitely, because we didn't yeah. write our history, like we say, winners don't write history. Because we didn't write our history, I was I was I was saying we don't really even know what happened. We don't even know if that's even sort of like a a softer, a nicer version of the truth. Uh, 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 because if I did something wrong and I have to write the, the police report, 
I'm just gonna say, you know, hey, he provoked me first, or it was it was it was exactly. kind of gray area, yeah, but maybe mm-hmm. it was it was kind of worse. And I was giving that analogy of like, um, let me just say this, and you can go ahead. I was giving that analogy of like people that you know, if you buying drugs illegally or um, supporting prostitution, you're like in indirectly you are you know supplying or incentivizing the people that are organized crime the people that are out there doing basically recruiting those women and forcing them into those rings and not to say that it removed the culpability from us but you know like there was that big incentive like you say from those foreign leaders who come with those flashy promises um to kind of influence you to yeah um things get out of hand crazy it's a, it's a lot of things and i don't think uh somebody uh i really cannot picture them saying oh yeah well, actually we tricked africans right we lied to them and uh, we manipulated <laughs> them yeah we told them that we were going to take their people and treat treat them less than you know human beings and treat them like shit and put them through uh 300 400 years of slavery it was a trade yeah right so they're gonna say things like oh yeah africans did participate right they did participate in the slave trade and uh and that's why it's important for us to tell our history yeah they willingly sold their own people to us but no that wasn't it there was a lot of context to it there was a lot of lies manipulations africans being uh how you call it um naive and ignorant as (laughs) i can say history hasn't changed much right because uh let me also say, while all that was happening and slavery was beating its course in the United States, uh, Europeans decided that they hadn't had enough of Africa, so they decided to divide us like a piece of cake and uh, yeah. come over. And guess what? There was a lot of killing, a lot of, uh, how can I say, genocide and uh, oppression and stuff like that in Africa where they tried they divide they basically divided the continent where every European country chose a part that was theirs and just forced the people to live their lifestyle and work for them and justifying it by saying you know it was their religious duty and uh, religious and you know duty to religious and what humane duty to kind of like bring civilization yeah civilization to people that were like uh, I don't know uncivilized basically or nomads yeah and there's a whole there's a whole there's a whole literature of how um insidious that was and how calculated it was almost like embedded into the people thinking almost like how nazi germany uh, was portraying jewish to jewish people to be like less than people through like cinema through like uh, everything so that even regular people that were racist became like hatred toward Jews. So it was almost the same thing where they almost like convinced us that we were inferior. And like you're saying, we're still, we're still seeing the redness today. And that's why it's important for us, you know, to tell our story ultimately. Yeah, definitely. And that's why that, I guess that's also one of the reasons why we have the Guria to be able to get to these things and have these uncomfortable conversations. Obviously, we're not uh, the most knowledgeable people knowledge yeah people, right? so of course i think that's her. apparent yeah <laughs> we try to we try to find uh as much uh as much information as we can get our hands on sometimes like in a very short amount of time but uh yeah this is i believe is a very important thing that we have a very conversation that has yeah. to be had right because I believe that's where there's like a lot of division because people don't understand really how it all came to happen. 
and we also still have that um I don't know. There's also still there's a lot of misunderstanding when it comes to that, and that yeah, a I, that's why that's why it's important also to like you know <coughs> use your voice. That's why we celebrate Black History Month. That's why it's important for us to not just be storytellers, but really own the platform in which we tell our stories of our own app, our own media outlets, because we're starting putting narratives out there. Um, that are from our perspective, that are from our, our, our particular point of view, and that align with our values and what we think. And the more is, you know, other people's, other cultures, Western civilization stories is, is, is plenty out there. You know, everybody's trying to, everybody know what kind of coke is around the world. Everybody watch Western movies, listen to hip hop. Um, but the more we put our story out there too, um, yeah, I think the more we're contributing to sort of, um, we're all griots in a way, keeping our, our civilization, our culture, um, our history um, alive. And you don't need to know a lot about um, African-American or African culture to have these conversations, just like, you know, me, me and Elon. Um, obviously, we know a little more through our experiences, but um, it's just so important that you engage in those, you know, in, in this conversation in your own way. Yeah, and you got to engage with an open mind because obviously there's going to be a lot of, like I said, it's an uncomfortable conversation to have because yeah. that's how they want it to be. They want it to be uncomfortable for us because unity of black people is a very dangerous thing for the powers that be. Mm. Right? Us being united is a very too dangerous, dangerous thing right for, right, for the powers <laughs> that be. So Elam is getting that bag. <laughs> they want that conversation to be uncomfortable. They want it to be confusing. That's why we only have parts of the story. That's why the story is told to make us look bad on ourselves. So we got to have this uncomfortable conversation, try to find the truth and get over it. Trying to heal. Yeah, yes, we got to heal from it. Yeah, there was no hate or inferiority or nothing like that involved in the decision of who was, you know, put in the slave trade or who was sent here or stuff like that. It was... It was, uh, how can I say, it was a time where... That was, it was a different time. Yeah, that was the thing that was going on, right? <laughs> I know it that sounds like the, the, the classic racism excuse. No, uh, <laughs> it, it was... Different it was uh, all that we're trying to say, like, it wasn't like a certain group of people were chosen and yeah. sent there. It could have been yeah. anybody for that sake, right? Uh, so it was just, yeah, it was things like that, and... Once yes, we are able to have these conversations and get over it, there's so much more ahead for us black people when that we, we can die, right? If you can go back to Africa and try to understand these stories and the things that we're talking about and see how beautiful that land is, despite everything that it's been through, right? And we can show that as black people, we can come together just like Jewish all over the world who come together and, you know, uh, be united for the same thing or for the same cause or uh, we could do that too. Africans, yeah. black, I can tell you, black people together is, like I said, a dangerous thing for the powers that be. But we have more pool than we know. We have more. There's a reason I'll, why I'll, they want to keep us separated. And uh, yeah, yeah. That, also, 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 you know, it's 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 a uniting force. It's not a dividing force of like when we say dangerous. It's not like. Yeah, oh, we just trying I'm, to run over the world. I'm, I'm and, pretty and, sure everybody knows right, what I mean. Like it's, it's a unit force, but yeah. On that note, um, you got any any closing word before we, we wrap it up? 
Uh, shit, it's it's Black History Month, man. I just want to say it's great to be black. It's fantastic to be black. I love being black. I'm gonna be extra blackity black this month. You feel me? <laughs> it's uh, yeah, man. It's celebrate blackness. It's fantastic. It's beautiful. Black is beautiful. Black is everything. Black is awesome. Black is amazing. Black is joy. Black is different. And it's mm. great. No matter what they want you to think, you young black man, young black girl, you're amazing. You're fantastic. You're magic. You are inspiring. And don't let anybody or society or this fucked up world that we live in make you believe otherwise. Right? We are fantastic people. So mm. let's celebrate this month, not just Black History Month. Let's celebrate blackness every month, every day of the year. And uh, yeah, that's my closing words. Um, n- nothing to add. Those were perfect. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. The band. Happy African man, original. I'm not a gentleman at all.